0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. As we were planning this year, I've never done this before. We've done it in fits and starts, but never really had a whole show devoted to honoring people who left this earth in twenty twenty and or the previous year or the year that we're leaving and going into another year. But I thought this was important. You know, there's an African proverb that says, until the last person says your name, you will never die. So in many ways, this is also something that we're gonna to to the annals of the history of the Karen Hunter show. We're gonna say these people's names and as a result of that also hopefully glean some lessons from the life that they lived. Play the intro.
1: Remembering those who we have lost in 2020. This is In Memoriam with Karen Hunter.
0: So we kicked off actually uh, the first of the year. We had our first death of somebody of note in and- Anyone who's lost anyone this year, think about the person in your life that you loved as we, you know, name these names of people who are noteworthy. I'm putting up air quotes because everybody who lost their life, who lost breath, who transitioned, who became an ancestor is of note. So I just want to be clear about that. But on January 1st, 2020, David Stern. The NBA commissioner, one of the most successful NBA commissioners in the history of the league, he died at the age of 77. He had a brain hemorrhage that he had suffered three weeks prior. His wife, Diane, and their family were with him at his bedside when he passed over. He was commissioner for 30 years, three decades, and shepherded the league into the global market. He helped expand the NBA On the backbone of NBA star players, of course, and highlighted by the Dream Team's impact on the Olympics 1992 to start off with, this was a visionary, to say the least. He also created the WNBA, which had its first season in 1997, and he also shepherded in the NBA Development League, known now as the G League, providing countless opportunities for players to pursue careers playing basketball in the United States that weren't previously available Under his tenure, the NBA became one of the most popular leagues in the world. And and this year, you know, he handed the baton over to Adam Silver, who was his understudy. And this is what I want to pause here for a second. And, you know, again, this is the first noted death of 2020. But it also is a blueprint in how you groom your successor. You know, we often talk about this in, in terms of civil rights leaders and organization leaders and business leaders, captains of industry the importance of having your successor there to learn under you all of the things that you need to know. And I would say Adam Silver is even better than David Stern. Like, and that's the goal, right? If you are in a position of leadership, you want to groom somebody who's going to take that baton and go farther, do better, be better. David Stern gave the baton over to Adam Silver, who from the door, you know, came in on the heels of that debacle around the Clippers, owner who was a racist, and he said all of the things that needed to be said. I say let his players, he didn't really have a choice, understood the power shift that was happening and didn't resist it, rolled into it and allowed for the league to be the the forerunners in everything from social justice to the coronavirus. That was a model. That NBA season this year was a model in how it's done. And no league has been able to do the bubble as well, primarily because there are just too many football players and too many baseball players and too many games. But this league, foundationally, David Stern left it in good hands, and that is why I'm honoring him. He was also inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2014. January 15th, a world-class wrestler, Rocky Johnson. Rocky Johnson died at age 75. He had a pulmonary embolism, which was a blockage of his artery that caused a blood clot. He was known in wrestling primarily as part of a tag team. He was a tag team champion, heavyweight champion. uh, Before that, first black Georgia heavyweight champion in wrestling. 1983, along with his partner, Tony Atlas, they became the first black champions in WWE. And at that time, it was WWF. I remember that WWE history. And he's also the father of The Rock, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. He was his dad. He passed away January 15th, January 26th. I remember this day forever. I know where I was. I was sitting at my desk doing some work. It was a Sunday. I might've been doing a podcast. I think I was working on a podcast. It was Sunday. It came across my timeline that this man had died in a horrific crash. The source was TMZ. So I was like, "Mm, I don't know about this. (laughs) Not that TMZ actually gets it right more than get it wrong. But I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. So I started calling around. I called Stephen A. Smith. And he said, yep, sis, yeah, it's true.
1: Good afternoon from New York. We're coming on the air with breaking news. Very sad news to tell the sports world. The L.A. Times is reporting that retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. It happened this morning. The chopper reportedly went down just before 10 a.m. local time, according to fire, uh, the fire department out there in Calabasas, California. That's northwest of Los Angeles. You can see the picture there. It burst into flames on impact, starting a nearby brush fire. The 41-year-old Kobe Bryant was reportedly traveling with four others in that aircraft, in that helicopter, the L.A. County Fire Department saying All five people perished in the crash. At the time of the accident, there were foggy conditions in that area that may have diminished visibility. Bryant leaves behind a wife, Vanessa, and four daughters. He was, of course, one of the most legendary players in NBA history, starring for two decades with the L.A. Lakers, a four-time All-Star MVP player winning five championships, making 18 All-Star games before he retired in 2016.
0: Do you remember where you were when you found out that Kobe Bryant left this earth? I do remember. And I'll always remember on that helicopter. In addition to Kobe Bryant was Alyssa Altabelli and her dad. She was 13. It was also on a basketball team that Kobe was going to. And that's why they took the helicopter. Cause they wanted to get there on time. John Altabelli, 56 years old, a baseball coach at Orange Coast College. He was on that helicopter with his daughter and his wife, Carrie Altabelli, the entire family. Alyssa, her dad and her mom perished uh in that helicopter that Sunday morning. Christina Mauser, a basketball coach at Harbor Day School, where Kobe Bryant's daughter attended. Peyton Chester, a middle school student, friend of Kobe Bryant's daughter, Sarah Chester, Peyton's mom, and the pilot, Ara Zobayan. And some were putting the blame at his feet because in tragedies like this, you look for someone to blame. You know, why did he take off? It was foggy. You know, air traffic control said it, 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 the conditions were, were not proper. Why did he do that? But that's not, none of that's going to bring Kobe Bryant back. And the man lost his life too. So I have to ask this question. Would he would you put your life on the line to to take Kobe Bryant or any other celebrity anywhere? And I would have to ask that question and, and I would come back with an answer. No, I wouldn't willfully put myself in harm's way. So I'd have to think that the man thought he could do that. But this is not the time for that. This is not the year for that. This is not the space to cast blame. This is a, a time to honor. Those lives, those those people, Alyssa and her mom and dad and Christina Mauser and Peyton Chester and Sarah Chester and the pilot Ara Zobayan. I'm purposefully leaving Gianna Bryant last because in many ways Gianna Bryant was the heir apparent to the Kobe Bryant legacy. She, she, 13 year old Gianna was the one that you saw sitting courtside with him. He was whispering her ear, you know, different things. I don't know what they talked about, but I know they talked a lot about basketball and, you know, people would lament Kobe Bryant. You don't have any sons. You don't have any sons. And he was like, I don't need any sons. I got Gianna. She's got this. And it started this wave when the videos came out and the audio came out, you know, about him being a girl dad. And there were across the world, men celebrating their daughters, men celebrating their daughters, men celebrating the birth of their daughters. And I thought that that was powerful. And I want to thank Kobe Bryant because that's part of part of his legacy as well. Kobe Bryant made it okay for a man to have daughters Didn't take away from his manhood, didn't take away from his power, didn't take away from his prowess. As a matter of fact, he said, I wouldn't have it any other way. Gianna Bryant definitely was going to be all of that and a bag of chips. I mean, her father's one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. And he was teaching her everything. Gianna Gigi Bryant, 13, she also lost her life. And it was probably in many eyes, like, you think about the senselessness of that helicopter plane crash but I'm reminded and I and I want you to remember if you're listening to my voice right now that you are here so you have no excuse for not doing everything putting it all out there living your full life because you don't know you don't know I'm sure that day, 41-year-old Kobe Bryant and and John Altabelli and his wife and his daughter Alyssa and Christina Mauser and Peyton Chester and Sarah Chester, her mom and the the pilot Ara Zobayan got on that helicopter with a lot of joy. They were heading to go to practice. They were having fun. They had everything ahead of them. And Kobe Bryant was on that helicopter. Who thought it wasn't going to land among them? Tomorrow's not promised any of us. So as we head into 2021, I need you to remind yourself, Kobe Bryant is not here. <laughs> I need you to remind yourself that you are. And what are you doing with the life and the breath in your body? Cause this man did everything in 41 years. He won championships and I, I'm not going to go through his prowess. I mean, we can in 20, he came into the NBA really young at 18 youngest player, in NBA history, one of the youngest players in NBA history, five-time NBA champion, 20 years as a professional, scored. It, did he score 88 points in the game? I think he did. Oh, my goodness. But what he did after leaving basketball, and to even leave that behind, we talked with Chris Bosh this year who talked about Kobe Bryant and how they used to talk because Chris Bosh had a, you know the blood clots that cut his career short, but talked about, what was next, and this man, he said, had a plan that eclipsed basketball. He was gonna put his basketball prowess to shame. Think about that. One of the greatest basketball players of all time was like, hold my beer, I'm not done. And in the short time after, he won an Oscar. <laughs> Matter of fact, Smiths, let's play that Oscar speech.
2: Um, thank you, Academy, for this amazing honor. Thank you, John Williams, for such a wonderful piece of music. Thank you, uh, Verizon, for believing in the film. Thank you, Molly Carter. Without you, we wouldn't be here until my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca. Ti amo con tutto il mio cuore. You are my inspiration. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Mm.
0: That was him showing off his Italian. <laughs> which, of course, he spoke many languages. And I think about that, too. You know, a young person who came into a league, you know, with education, with, with a different worldview, and even the relationship that he was able to salvage with his wife. I want y'all to think about that, too. How short is life that this man, who clearly was headed toward divorce court at some point, they figured it out. And went on to have a couple of more children. Matter of fact, his latest baby, I don't think he got to really know. His his youngest just had celebrated a birthday. And she'll never know her dad except through video and through stories, which is important. It's important. That's legacy right there. But the man won an Oscar and he wasn't done. I want to leave you with the last clip where he talks about his children and what he imagines he wants to leave for them. I want us to contemplate that, too. Let's play that.
2: So how can we teach our children what it means to work hard? Well, you do it through training, right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. My 15-year-old goes with me. She wow. goes with me before school, and it becomes a daddy-daughter thing. That's cool. She just got a permit, right? So she drives in the morning. It becomes a cool thing, right? But through that process, she understands the value of hard work and things taking time. And the same thing with my 12-year-old, right? She practices every day, right? And so it's through those behaviors um, um, is where I find the motivation Mm. to do it. Hmm.
0: Kobe Bryant, age 41. He will be missed. We also lost one of the oldest celebrities uh, on earth, actually, just a few days later, February 5th. Silver screen legend Kirk Douglas died at the age of 103. They said his cause of death is private. Uh, He was 103. I'm just going to say that. Let's just, 103. Let's just say that. (laughs) The cause of death is private. He was 103. He had suffered a stroke that impaired his speech back in 1996. So think about that. Almost 30 years ago, 24 years ago, he had a stroke (laughs) and didn't stop went on to do more things and live more years all right he of course starred in Spartacus the bad and the beautiful out of the past paths of glory he had a long 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 career three Academy Award nominations and an honorary award for lifetime achievement achievement and a Presidential Medal of Freedom Kirk Douglas father of Michael you know there's a bunch of Douglases out there oh, no. Yep, on February 17th, 2020, we lost the great Janae Dubois. Now, this song is from the Jeffersons. I want to, can we play the whole song? I hope it's not proprietary because, you know, because Fish, come on, play it, Smith, play it. Bum, bum. come on that was you know um as i'm listening to that and i'm smiling and i'm clapping you know she turned trying into a four-syllable word you know that was that was some powerful 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 lyrics right there that was janae Dubois singing the theme song of the Jeffersons, but what we know her most as is Walona, the nosy neighbor of Florence and James Evans from Good Times. Yeah, she died of a cardiac arrest February 17, 2020, in her home in California, Glendale, to be exact, of course. Walona, also mother of Penny. Y'all adopted Penny, who was Janet Jackson. Y'all remember that episode and and beyond that. But, yes, she won two Emmys during her career, both for her voiceover work on the PJs. Y'all remember that, too. Janae Dubois, she will be sorely missed. As will February 22nd, 2020, we lost B. Smith. And B. Smith had been a subject on my show for quite some time, especially when the news came out that she had Alzheimer's. Now, What's really poignant for me, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this, is because I came into Sirius XM in 2014. The year before, the time slot and the seat that I was in was held by the great B. Smith. She and her husband hosted a show on Sirius XM, which at the time I think was called The Power. It might have been Urban View. I, you know, I don't know much about what predates my, my arrival here, but she had a, a show, and it was really evident that she was struggling with her Alzheimer's during that period of time that she was on the radio, but she still showed up. The great B. Smith, I remember going to her restaurant so many times in New York City and admiring her. They called her the Black Martha Stewart, but she wasn't that, and I hate the comparison. I hate the comparison. No one can be the black anything. She was the one and only B. Smith. Her career broke barriers. She was the first black woman to grace the cover of Mademoiselle magazine in 1976. And she went on to not just start restaurants, but write books and host her own television show around style and glamour and making a home a home. She was the first B. Smith. She died February 22nd, 2020. And I sit on her shoulders. I am here because she was there. February 24th. And again, you know, for me, this is an opportunity for us to pay homage and honor the legacy of people who came before us who did great things. I want to spend a little time on Ms. Catherine Johnson. Catherine Johnson died February 24th, 2020. I first talked about Catherine Johnson back in 2014 on my radio show. This was before there was ever a movie talking about hidden figures because somebody, one of you, one of my listeners sent me a clip from YouTube about this woman who charted the course to the moon. And I had never heard of her before. So, of course, you know, when I find out stuff, I'm going to share it. (laughs) So I brought it to the radio and I played a clip of this woman talking about how she did what she did. Then it became a whole movie. And I loved it. The movie Hidden Figures starting Taraji P. Henson and Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monae t- playing scientists and mathematicians who all were responsible for getting America to the moon and also laying the foundation for computers that we use today, especially IBM's programming of computers. These women were amazing. And it just kind of goes to show that People, were they amazing before we knew about them? I'm asking a question right now. Were th- was Katherine Johnson amazing before I found out about her in 2014? You know the answer already, which means that there are probably a whole lot of Katherine Johnsons out there that it should be our job collectively to unearth and say their name and honor them as well. But I'm going to spend a little time on Miss Katherine Johnson because I don't think we spend enough time honoring people like her. So, Smith, let's play the clip where Katherine Johnson talks about her early beginnings, how she got to where she did.
3: I didn't know what a college was. And he had only gone to sixth grade, right? Right. Yeah. So when uh, my sister spent one year on campus, her first year in, co- in high school, he said, well, I can't do this eight times. So uh, he went down to the college and found a house and rented it. And we moved there every, every September and back home in June for eight years. Wow, so all the children could go so to school. So everybody could go to high school and college. That's amazing. And he put all four of us through college.
4: I and mean, that's, an, you know, you stop and think about that for a moment, that's really an that, astounding thing.
3: That was on his salary, which base, his basic salary was $100 a month.
4: Oh my gosh.
3: But he worked extra here and there. And wow.
4: And your mother worked as well?
3: No, nope. she did not. She nope. stayed home. She stayed at home.
4: So, as you think about that, I mean, it, the thing that occurs to me about that story is, here's somebody who decided that education was important. In fact, so important that he was going to orient your whole family life and his whole work life. That's right. To achieve that.
3: Right.
4: It's an amazing thing. So, when you went to college, did
3: you go to school with your siblings? Then were you all of us went out. My sister, my brother. Then my, I was next to my brother, was a grade below me mm-hmm. because I s- skipped a couple of grades, and as a result, I was ahead of of the boys. So you actually graduated. How old were you when you graduated from college?
4: Eighteen. Eighteen. So you, everybody knew you had a big old brain on you by that time, right? I they guess, knew it,
3: but I didn't know but it. But you
4: didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. And so, I wonder if you'd talk about where you discovered this love for math. I mean, clearly your father probably inspired
3: some of that. I'm but sure. did college give you some of that as well? I, I was, it wasn't always my <coughs> favorite subject because, you see, I majored in French. But I could easily have majored in English and math. And when I went to college, you didn't have to choose your major if your first semester. Mm. I was walking across the campus and I met the math a math teacher who said I'm coming back to teach math this year and if you are not in my class I will come and find you. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't start majoring in math till my second se- the second semester of my sophomore year. And so you graduate from high school at 18. How is
4: it then that you got To NASA because you had this professor who said, I think you're going to make a great research mathematician. So you don't even know what that meant.
3: He taught me every course that the college offered and a couple extra. In one of those, I was the only student. He was so great. He would walk into the classroom, reach in his pocket, take out a piece of chalk and go immediately to the blackboard. He knew exactly where you were and what was next. He only referred to the textbook to give an assignment. Mm. He was great. Dr. W. W. Shefflin Clayton.
0: Dr. W. W. Shefflin Crape. Um, my goodness. When I hear her talk about that man, and I just said this, there are hidden figures out there, names we've never heard of before. And for the record, the person coughing in that audio that you just listened to was not Katherine Johnson, who was 92 at the time of this interview. It was the interviewer. Okay, I just want to be clear that was not Katherine Johnson coughing. That said, you know, she honors this man who saw her in the yard, basically, of the school. And let me just go back a second. Katherine Johnson, who went to school at the age of 14, college. and, And let's go all the way back to her daddy. Let's go all the way back to her father who worked odd jobs, making $100. She said $100 a month, $100 a week, doing odd things like, you know, he was was a handyman and moved the family to the college area so that his eight children could go to college. And the mother didn't work. It was all on his back. He sent all of those children to college. Catherine, prodigy, 14 years old, went to school, graduated at 18, but it was the the love and the, and the vision of a teacher who saw something in her, taught her one-on-one, taught her, not in secret, but like made sure that she knew everything, not from the book. Let me just say that. You know, somebody right now who is every Saturday in class with Carr or YouTube with the head of Africana Studies at Howard, we are talking about jailbreaking the university. It's not in the book. It's not even in a classroom. Education, education starts first with curiosity, but it starts also with a teacher who takes interest. I remember, you know, Mrs. Johnson, I talk about her all the time. My fifth grade teacher who saw something in me, who made me believe in myself. Yeah, my parents were great. My parents were great, but it was a teacher who saw something in me. And when a teacher says to a kid, you're smart, you can do it. You believe you can do anything. All it takes is that one thing. Like she said, she could have, studied English or French. But that math teacher said, nah, no, 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 you're going to do math. And it changed the trajectory of her life and changed the trajectory of America because we beat the Soviet Union to the moon because of Katherine Johnson. I want to just pause there for a second. She died on February 24th, 2020, mathematician in a retirement home at the age of 101 It was her calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee, which were critical to the success of our first flight, our space flight. She noted her historical role as the first black woman to work as a NASA scientist. In 2015, President Barack Obama awarded her the Medal of Freedom, Presidential Medal of Freedom. She was also presented with the Silver Snoopy Award by NASA astronaut Leland Melvin and, and a NASA Group Achievement Award. Award. She was also awarded the Congressional Gold Medal in 2019. She was an amazing human being who I didn't discover. I'm putting up air quotes around Discover because it's like, how do you discover something that's always been there? But this is, to me, a lesson that we need to do a better job, paying homage to the people who made it possible for all of us to have the lives that we have. And these hidden figures should not be hidden. Each of you should find one next year in 2021 that we've never heard of before and go down a rabbit hole and then be the person to be the clarion call for us to know and remember. All right, we're gonna go to a break. When we come back, we're gonna do more in memoriam. We're gonna be honoring other folk who passed away in 2020. It was a hell of a year. It's The Karen Hunter Show. We'll be right back.
1: Catch clips of the hottest show in the galaxy. Subscribe to Karen Hunter Show on YouTube.
0: YouTube.com slash Karen Hunter Show.
1: This is The Karen Hunter Show
0: on SiriusXM Urban View, channel 126.
1: Back to In Memoriam with Karen Hunter.
3: Wop,
0: oh name sue (laughs) welcome back hottest show in the galaxy is the karen hunter show we're here on sirius xm urban view channel 126 it is new year's eve and i want to spend time paying homage and tribute to people who we lost in 2020 and that was the great little richard many of them know know him as the flamboyant guy behind the piano with the heavy mascara and the hair all of that the flashy outfits And uh, shut up. In his older years, he would tell people to shut up and stuff. But without Little Richard, there would be no Beatles. There would be no Elton John. I think there would have been a Prince. But Prince, you know, clearly stood on the shoulders of Little Richard. Jimi Hendrix came through Little Richard's tutelage. This man, from what I know, and I've talked to several musicians, because I know a lot of them that are friends. You know, we have these conversations about people, was a perfectionist. He was a visionary. He understood exactly what he was doing and what it was going to do. And as he said, often imitated, never duplicated. Little Richard left this earth in 2020 on May 9th. May 9th, he was the originator of rock and roll. Yes, the king of rock and roll. They want to give it to Elvis. Elvis could never have done this. He died at the age of 87. He helped, of course, establish everything that we know as far as music is concerned, but people don't talk enough about his work ethic. So I just want to say that little Richard was a technician as it related to performance. And I would also venture to say, even though they might've been contemporaries that James Brown was peeking over, looking at little Richard as well. So, so there's that. Yes, he, he passed away and let me just back up and go back because we, we finished off talking about the great Catherine, Johnson but I didn't mention that see March 2nd we lost James Lipton the longtime inside the Actor Studio he died at the age of 93 from bladder cancer we of course knew him as the Actor Studio Drama School you know um uh host but also he taught at Pace University he hosted this show for 22 seasons on Bravo And it was award-winning. You know, he interviewed everybody. You know James Lipton. It's been even parodied his interview style. He was a recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 2007 Daytime Emmys, and he won a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Informational Series for, or Special in 2013 for Inside the Actor's Studio. He died March 2nd, 2020. We also, uh, in March, lost the great Kenny Rogers, country-western giant. Of course, we know him from Island in the Stream and The Gambler, I mean, come on, that was iconic. He was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2013, and he sold more than 100 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling music artists of all time.
2: Hey, man, who's that cat coming down the street? I don't know, but it sounds to me like that wicked man with the bone. Sure having himself a ball.
0: Yeah, I remember... They used to play these games on actual network television on Saturdays. And I'm talking about the Harlem Globetrotters, that sweet Georgia Brown. And Curly Neal, Frederick Curly Neal, would be dribbling and slide across the floor. You couldn't catch him. And they would beat the brakes off of the Washington Generals every time him. And Metalock Lemon. I mean, my goodness, we lost Curly Neal, American basketball player, at the age of 77 played with the Harlem Globetrotters for 22 seasons from 1963 to 1985, appearing in more than 6,000 games in 97 countries. In many ways, the Globetrotters were ambassadors because you think about they played in a time when, you know, still heavy segregation and they made it fun to watch basketball. And Curly Neal with the spinning of the ball on his finger and All of the antics and the hijinks was amazing. He was inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, and he was also granted the Harlem Globetrotters Legends Ring, which is presented to those who make major humanitarian contributions and work for the Harlem Globetrotters organization. He will be missed.
3: I see the crystal raindrops fall, and the beauty mm. of it all when the sun comes shining through.
0: This voice right here, man, ain't no sunshine, lean on me. Bill Withers, the great Bill Withers singer-songwriter, died on March 30th, 2020, from heart complications at the age of 81. He won three grammy awards and was nominated for six more and he was of course inducted into the songwriters hall of fame in 2005 and the rock and roll hall of fame in 2015 amazing amazing man gentle quiet shy there are so many uh wonderful videos celebrating bill withers in his just regular folksy way Uh, just an amazing singer songwriter he will be sorely missed (laughs) All you 90s hip-hop people, you know that, that beat right there. Dun, 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 dun. Well, the originator of that, Betty Wright, cleanup Woman, and Tonight is the Night. That was a nasty song, boy. R&B singer, soul, background vocalist as well, songwriter. She died at the age of 66 from cancer on May 10th. Twenty twenty this year. Her career started as a teenager, and she rose to fame singing these songs. Man, she was prominent in her use of her whistle register. You know, there are few women that can do that. I think Shanice can do that whistle thing. You know, many many ripperton didn't need to. She could just do it without the whistle in the voice. Shantae uh, Moore, you know, but Betty Wright was the first, one of the first, and she received in the eighteenth Grammy Awards in nineteen seventy six. She got a Grammy composing "Where Is the Love?" Wow, she wrote that. Best Grammy for Best R&B Award for Composing. Where is the love? You know that song. Betty Wright died age 66 from cancer. Also in May, we lost Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad. Uh, I remember him as Stiller and Mirror. He and his wife had a comedy duo. He died from natural causes at the age of 92. He, of course, also appeared in recurring roles on Seinfeld and King of Queens. Another Jerry, Jerry Sloan, died May 22nd. Basketball coach from the Utah Jazz from 1988 to 2011, a 30-year coaching career, 11 seasons in the NBA. Before that, played 11 seasons. He led the uh, Utah Jazz to the finals in 1997 and 1998, lost to the Chicago Bulls. With Jordan, both times, he was named a Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer in 2009, and he chose class of 2006 Hall of Famer Charles Barkley to introduce him during his induction ceremony, so they were very, very close. Bonnie Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, and this is one of her solo songs that she broke away from her sisters, the Pointer Sisters, the group. She died this year, June 8th. She became a star, a Grammy winner as part of the Pointer Sisters. She died at the age of 69 of a cardiac arrest in Los Angeles, California. She had been suffering from cirrhosis of the liver for so many years, and she succumbed June 8th this year. Also this year, we, in June, we lost Carl Reiner. Great Carl Reiner, June 29th, legendary comedy writer, director, performer, whose career stretched more than six decades. He died at the age of 98. Of course, he earned nine Emmys, a Grammy and a Mark Twain Prize for American humor. Also, we lost a trailblazing black British movie star who died at the age of 102 on July 3rd, 2020. His name was Earl Cameron. He broke racial barriers in british cinema and his groundbreaking role was in 1951 it was called pool of london which featured the first depiction of an interracial relationship in british film and the first leading role of a black actor in a mainstream movie in the country we celebrate him as well here july 12th we lost kelly preston the wife of john travolta also an actress in her own right she was 57 years old she lost a two-year battle with breast cancer she is known for films like Jerry Maguire, For Love of the Game, Twins, and What a Girl Wants, and many more. Her final film was in 2018. She played in Gotti, in which she played the wife of John Gotti, which was played by John Travolta, her husband. We also lost July 13th, 2020, Naya Rivera, She died at the age of 33. She was on a boating trip with her son. It's such a tragic, tragic story. If you think about being out on the water, her son fell in the water. She went in to get him. He was four years old. They had rented a pontoon boat in Lake Piro, which is in Ventura County, California. Rented a boat. She was going to have a nice day out. This is, again, you know, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. You never know in the moment. You got to leave each day as if it's your last. Her her four-year-old son, Josie, fell into the water. She went in after him. And her son was found alone, drifting on the boat. Apparently her last act was saving her son's life before she succumbed. She went missing July 8th. Her body was found July 13th. This child was her only child from her marriage with Ryan Dorsey and they had divorced in 2018. She's best known as Santana Lopez. That's where I know her from. Six seasons, all six seasons on Glee, which I binge watched a couple of years ago. She was amazing, amazing, amazing. Naya Rivera, you will be sorely missed. Also in July, Regis Philbin, legendary talk show host, three-time daytime Emmy winner. Regis Philbin died at the age of 88. Of course, he was known as Live with Regis and Kathie Lee, and it was Live with Regis and Kelly. Super, super, super. He actually holds the Guinness World Record for the most hours in U.S. television. <laughs> Top that. We also lost Raymond Allen, who died August 10th, 2020. He appeared in Good Times in Sanford and Son. He died of respiratory issues not related to COVID-19 on August 10th at the age of 91. We also lost Chi-Chi Devane. Chi-Chi Devane died of kidney failure. You know her from Drag Star. She was a drag star superstar. She accomplished a lot during season eight, and she returned for All-Star season three. Chi-Chi Devane, August 20th, 2020, died at the age of 34. Cliff Robinson, basketball veteran, 18 years in the league, one time contestant on Survivor. I actually watched that Survivor because y'all know I watch Survivor. Don't judge me, Smith. I see you judging me. Complications from lymphoma. He died at the age of 53. He spent eight seasons with the Portland Trailblazers, helping the team reach the finals in 1990 and in 1992. He also received the NBA Sixth Man Award in 1993 and was, was selected as an NBA All-Star in 1994. 53 years old, August 29th, he passed away. And another basketball legend, basketball legend, the great John Thompson, the great John Thompson, Georgetown. I mean, Georgetown, come on, y'all, powerhouse. He died, he became the first black coach to lead a team to an NCAA championship. I remember that. I was there for it. I was there. Patrick Ewing, that's right, 84. It was amazing. He died at the age of 78. He had been suffering from multiple health challenges. According to his family, the cause of death was not reported. He's one of the most celebrated figures. I know because I spent some time with Allen Iverson, the impact that he had on the players that came through his ranks. And you think about being at a predominantly white university and you are the basketball coach, right? And you're black and most of the players are black, but you got to make sure that they get their education and also that they are men, that they they come through this, you know, understanding who they are. And that's what John Thompson did during his tenure at Georgetown. He created, he made men. All right. They lost, I remember this game too, in 1982 to Michael Jordan's North Carolina. You remember that shot? Michael Jordan's North Carolina team. I think Jordan was a sophomore that year. Uh, But, yeah, John Thompson, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer, National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Famer he also will be sorely missed age 78 john thompson august 30th he died we also lost a baseball player lou brock the great why do i why do i say it like that the great lou brock yes baseball outfielder died at the age of 81 he was diagnosed in 2017 with multiple myeloma which of course is a blood cancer that starts in the bone marrow he and his wife announced that he according to blood tests that the cancer was going to Go down, and eventually there were no cancerous cells left, so he beat it only to have it come back, I guess. He began his career, 19 year career, in the Major League Baseball League, Major League Baseball with the 1961 Chicago Cubs, but spent the majority of his career, y'all notice, as the left fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1985 and the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame in 2014. He was a special instruction coach for the Cardinals, and he was best known for base stealing, breaking Ty Cobb's all-time Major League steals record and Maury Will's single-season record. You go ahead. Lou Brock, sorely missed, died September 6th at the age of 81. We also lost the great Gale Sayers, NFL football player, halfback, return specialist. He died at the age of 77 from dementia. Spent seven seasons with the Chicago Bears from 65 to 1971. He was nicknamed the Kansas Comet, playing college football for the Kansas City Jayhawks football team in the University of Kansas, where he compiled 4,020 all-purpose yards over three seasons and was twice recognized as a consensus All-American. But I know him from Brian's song, right? Played by the great Billy D played him in a really sad movie that I watched as a kid. Growing up, Gail Sayers died at the age of 77, and then uh, that was September 23rd. October 6th, we lost Van Halen. Mm. Nasty! Oh! That... That is the guitar-playing monster named Eddie Van Halen. Of course, the founding member of Van Halen, the rock band, uh, he was considered one of the best guitarists of all time, and I I dare you to find somebody better. I mean, we could argue Jimmy Hendrix, but now nah, Eddie Van Halen was nasty. He pop- popularized the tapping guitar solo technique, which we just heard, which is when the guitar playing rapid arpeggios with two hands on the fretboard. I don't know any of that, what that means. That's a guitar thing, but I'm going to read it. And those of you who play guitar, you know that he was amazing. He died on October 6th, 2020. He had throat cancer. He was 65 years old. We also lost another great baseball player on October 11th, American baseball player. Joe Morgan died at the age of 77. He suffered from a nonspecific disease of the nerve in the time leading up to his death. He played baseball for the Houston Astros, the Cincinnati Reds, the San Francisco Giants, the Philadelphia Phillies, Phillies, and the Oakland Athletics from 1963 to 1984. He won two World Series championships as a second baseman with the Reds in 1975 and 76. He was also named the MVP of the National Baseball League in those years, and he's considered one of the greatest second basemen of all time. Morgan was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1990. We also lost in October, October 16th veteran actor of stage and film. He played in some August Wilson plays as well. He appeared in Putney Swope and Spike Lee's Chirac. He played in Oz, HBO's Oz as Burr Redding. Uh, His name is Anthony Chisholm. He died on October 16th at the age of 77, Cause Unknown, and, of course, in October, October 31st, the last day on Halloween, we lost the great Sean Connery. He will always be my only and my favorite Bond. Yes, James Bond, Shaken Not Stirred. He was the first actor to play James Bond. Sean Connery was one of the most popular Bonds. Of course he was. because He was amazing. Uh, the Oscar winner... Yes, he won Oscars, y'all. And he stopped playing Bond because he didn't want to be pigeonholed because he thought he could do so much more, and he did. You know, uh, the man was amazing. His voice was amazing. He did a lot of voiceover for, played a dragon, I think. Yes, he did. I remember. He died in his sleep while in the Bahamas. That's the way you go. Uh, You know, listen, at 120, I just want to go to bed that that day and just not wake up. I think that, that makes sense. Died in his sleep in the Bahamas at the age of 90. Uh, He had reportedly been unwell for some time. And finally, uh, November 8th, 2020. Yeah, we all know that theme. And forever, we'll associate that with Alex Trebek. This is Jeopardy! Uh, the host died at the age of 80 after his long-time battle, and many of us thought that he would beat it because he just kept showing up for work and kept looking good, you know. Died at the age of 80 following a battle with, of course, stage four pancreatic cancer. Alex Trebek began hosting game shows in Canada where he's from. He was Canadian, y'all. And he moved to the United States in the 70s to MC for NBC, as well as Double Dare and the Pillsbury Bake Off for CBS. He joined Jeopardy! in 1984, but continued holding the mic for The Spelling Bee from 1989 to 2013 and To Tell the Truth from 1990 to 1991. In 2011, Alex Trebek earned a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Daytime Emmys, and he's also won seven Emmys for Outstanding Game Show Host, and he is one of the best to ever host a game show. In 2014, Guinness World Records announced that Alex Trebek had broken the record for the most game show episodes hosted by the same person on the same program. That is Jeopardy. November 8th, we lost. he lost his battle with pancreatic cancer at the age of 80. Alex Trebek will be sorely missed.